3: put the spring back into your step and into your home too shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45 percent. up to 45 percent off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply
0: all right get your helmets on hey, let's go let's go it's time
2: to hear from some of the best high school football coaches in the area. It's the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show, presented by your local and Save stores.
4: I feel
1: that you smell that fresh cut grass. Let's,
2: Let's turn it over to Muskego Athletic Director Ryan McMillan and the Fans High School Insider. Big time, Mike
0: McGivern. Uh, welcome into the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaching Show presented by your local pick and save stores. I'm Mike McGivern, my co-host, Athletic Director at Muskego High School, Ryan McMillan. Hey, uh, so far so good for you boys come playoff time, huh? You guys uh, rolled up a little bit on Arrowhead last night, 38 nothing.
4: Yeah, it took us a little bit to get going. We had some things working against us, and had some things we had to clean up and polish up a little bit. And once we did that, we uh, we got to the place that we wanted to be.
0: Yeah, fourth quarter. I mean, when you when you go against a good quality team like Arrowhead, put up 28 points in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, you go into the fourth quarter up 10 nothing, and and I think that that seems to be something that I noticed with Muskego the last number of years that. You know what it it, it, if you're even at halftime it's okay because it seems like you wear teams down and and uh, fourth quarter it seems like Mosquito seems to own fourth quarter a lot
4: yeah they they did a really nice job of uh, you know coach Krause did a a really nice job of trying to open up his offense uh, last night he showed some wrinkles that he hadn't shown all year with just in in the throw game as well he kind of morphed into Eric Krause on us again for a little bit and then uh, (laughs) Then they got back to their bread and butter, and they, by doing so, they found great balance. in our defense, our defense was ornery last night. And when they're ornery, um, they play very, very well. Because I, I think they felt like they didn't have their best showing in week one, and uh, our defense came ready to play. And uh, Hunter Woeller showed up, and Alex Current showed up. Both those guys played like seniors last night. I'll tell you that. Whenever they touched the ball, they uh, it, it took a few few airhead
0: cats to try and get them to the ground, otherwise they were going to score. So it's pretty cool. Man, it's really cool. Let me run down today's show, and I haven't sent it to you because it's been a work in progress. You know, as of, I don't know, 7.45 this morning, didn't have anybody lined up knowing that I would be able to do that on the fly a little bit. At 10.05, here in a couple of minutes, Severe Campbell. He's a senior at Greendale Martin Luther. I wanted to reach out to him. Uh, they got beat last night at Whitefish Bay. They're going to play Elkhorn. Next week, but I wanted to reach out to him and congratulate him. He's he has had such a great career at Martin Luther, and I wanted to say thank you and well done to him. At ten fifteen, John Redders, head football coach at Hartford, will join us. Ten thirty, Jake Walter from Whitefish Bay. He has never coached against Bill Young, and he's going to get his shot coming Thursday night. Ten forty five, Jake Davis will join us, head coach at Germantown. Eleven o'clock, superhero of the week. She's from Germantown as well. We're going back-to-back segments with Germantown High School. Um, Tatum Catalano is going to join us. Eleven fifteen, Joel Parr, the head coach at Oak Creek. Got a really good win last night. Eleven thirty, Justin Gump from Sussex-Hamilton. And ten forty-five, Ryan and I'll. I'll ask him for some predictions. I know Muskego gets uh, a ve- very well-rested Menominee Falls team coming up on Thursday night, correct? Yes, sir. At, at Muskego? Yes, sir. 7 o'clock, so come on a over. Of, a couple of <laughs> questions. You know, Menominee Falls didn't get a home game. How does that work?
4: Yeah, I don't uh, I don't have any great answers for how, how any of this worked, to be honest with you. But uh, <laughs> I just know that we, we get a gift to keep playing. And um, from a hosting standpoint, we'll put our best foot forward and welcome Menominee Falls with open arms and get them whatever they need and, and
0: try and help them feel at home. But uh, not too at home, if you know what I mean. There, there you go. I, 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 do know exactly, exactly what you mean. What was? Uh, I understand from the guy that was covering the game last night for us. That's the first time he's been to, uh, to Muskego, and he said, man, he was impressed. He said, look, I've seen small colleges that are not, you know, this nice, and what they, they, they can offer over here. And uh, he said, man, the people are just really happy and friendly, and everybody is doing what they're supposed to do as far as wearing masks and social distancing for the for the most part, and uh, he said it's just a great night for high school football, and the kid was really impressed.
4: Yeah, I think you got to give credit to, to our community. They've kind of done that all year long. Not that they've wanted to do it, but they know that it's a civically responsible thing to do, and if we're going to play football in really any sport, this is what we have to do, and we have to be responsible about what we do and how we do it, and uh, we don't get to have as many people but those that are there you know really cherish a moment and if we got to wear masks and that's that's really the only difference and spread out a little bit then everyone's been great And i thought arrowheads fans were great as well last night and it was a really well operated event for a bunch of kids that are getting to play when a lot of kids aren't so it, um, it very thankful for that and how everybody's acting and handling it because with them we're able to keep going if we aren't responsible then we're not going to be able to
0: yeah hundred percent Hey, um, so some of these these schools and teams that forfeited, and I asked um, an athletic director last night on my scoreboard show if he knew was it all 100% COVID related, and he said I don't know. I would be surprised if it was 100% COVID related. Um, what's your feeling on that? In terms of. Uh... <laughs> Teams uh, backing out and saying, you know what, we're not going to be able, we won't play this week, or our season's over.
4: Yeah, it. Uh, there is a, a COVID's a factor, but there is definitely some competitive um, inhibitions there that are driving some decision making and whether or not we want to play or not play. And, and we all got into this saying we got to be as safe as we can and. and restructure all of our operationals or operations to connect kids to get kids the opportunity to play because it's important to have kids play right and I can tell you that's not always the case and some of those people that are are, are beating on that drum aren't following through in their actions and it's affected us it's affected us in a big way and again we our program's been pretty successful lately and um, we are going to be an extremely competitive team regardless of the level and and we've had folks back out on us, but then the next day they're in a meeting saying it's about kids playing. And I just – it's been hard for me to understand at times. But uh, uh, you don't want to question anybody either, though. If someone says it's COVID, you got to take them for their word. And, and again, because we're in a global society and, and we're working for the greater good right now. And, um, like, I'll never call anyone on that. We'll just keep working and try and find uh, somebody else to play. And I could tell you, Coach Davis – and. And Germantown were phenomenal this past week. They stepped up and said, called us and talked with Coach Krause and said, hey, let's give our JVs one more opportunity to play this year. And uh, we were able to put it together at the last minute and host it, and it was really, really impactful for those younger kids. And I give Coach Davis a lot of work and Sarah Inertle up there as the AD finding a way to make it happen and and
0: a lot of praise to Germantown. Man, well, we'll get a chance to talk to Jake later in the show. We are now joined – by a wide receiver at, uh, at Greendale Martin Lutheran. I've watched this young man since he's come into the school, and I coached there and I coached his brother Petey. And Severe Campbell is a senior. He's 6'2, 220, and is good at football players you're going to find. He is a wide receiver, defensive back, and has had it. He's got one game left over at Martin Lutheran. And I wanted him to come on for me to say, hey, look, Young man, I, I just have enjoyed watching you progress in, in your journey as a football player. And uh, congratulations on, on winning the conference and having a really good career. Severe, how you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you, Coach? I'm doing good. I'm doing really well. Hey, this uh, this career, you got one game you're going to play Elkhorn coming up on Thursday. Man, this has gone really quick, hasn't it? Yes, sir. Very man, how much are you going to miss... Uh, playing football with with these guys that you've been playing with the last few years? Say it again? How much are you going to miss playing football with some of these players that you've been playing with?
1: Uh, I'm going to miss them a lot. I'm going to miss my quarterback because he's going to play baseball. Um, I'm just going to miss all my teammates out there, getting a relationship with all of them the last four years. It's just, I don't know, it's crazy to think about, but,
0: you know, just have to move on. Yeah, level. you do, and it—it's it, very just. It's amazing that you know you get to you're a freshman in high school and you think, boy, I got a lot, man. I, there, there's, there's a senior night, and you're like, man, that's not me. Not gonna be me for a while. And then sure. boom, there it is. And I—I'm just so impressed with with the type of player and the type of young man that you have become. And and uh, do you have any idea yet what's what's going to happen for you next year? Um, well, <clears throat> I have an idea on. Like, what school I'm going to go to, but I'm really not going to. I'm not
1: sure. Like, I just don't want to say anything right now because anything that's not promised. But, yeah.
0: I mean, I want to play football. Yeah. And you don't have to say, you know what, you don't have to tell us, but, but you know what, next time I see you in the hallway over there, maybe you'll, uh, you'll tell me. But when you tell me, make sure you say this is off the record. Because as a radio guy, that means I can't tell anybody what you just told me. So I, I would do, I would do that for, for sure. Hey, and you're a basketball player as well. Um, is football your number one sport? Yes, sir.
1: Football is my number one sport.
0: Matt, I've seen you make some incredible catches in person and on video. And if I were to ask you your, your favorite <clears throat> memory, the best play, the best memory of being part of Martin Luther football, what would that be? My favorite memory,
1: probably my sophomore year. We were going against a school named Keel, up in Kiel, yep. so, And it was a like fourth and 20. And Coach was just like, we have to give him a chance. And he gave me a chance, and it, I just made the play. We ended up winning that game 38 to 35, I believe.
0: It was hey. just a, <clears throat> a great experience. I know exactly where I was when I got the text from Coach Wallersheim about that catch. And I'm telling you, I, I, I've seen that catch 50 times. Your sophomore year, and when they when he just threw it up, and you went up and got it, um, yeah, that was really impressive. Sure, I can't uh, I can't thank you enough for a few minutes of your time, and and I just wanted you to know that there are a lot of people with eyes on you and, and watching how you have progressed and what a nice young man that you've become and how tough you are on the football field, and 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 I'm really proud of you. I'm just t- I'm letting you know this right now. I'm really proud of. Where you are right now in your life, and, and whatever school you go to, they're gonna win on this thing. So you're, they're gonna win because they're gonna have a kid like you on campus, on their football team, and uh, your future is extremely bright. And I'm really proud of you. I appreciate you, coach. I really do. Say, say hi to P.D. for me. Say hi to your family. Here's Severe Campbell again. Six-two-two-twenty. Yeah. He's got one game left against Elkhorn, and if you don't know about this kid, look him up. Look at his highlight tape. You're going to know about him pretty quick. I can tell you that. We're going to get to a break. On the other side of the break, we'll continue talking playoff football. Um, John Riders, who's the head football coach at Hartford, will join us. Ryan McMillan, the AD at Muskego, is my co-host. And this is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM The Fan. I'm Mike McGiver, my co-host, athletic director at Muskego High School. You know, I wanted to have Severe Campbell on because I'll tell you what, Ryan, this is a kid that, man, really athletic, and he's got a smile that lights up the room, and he has really grown into being a good young man. He had, you know, he struggled a little bit early on, I think, with with some of the stuff that's going on at Martin Luther in, in a good way. I mean, he, he really was fighting a little bit, and and now he is bought in. And, man, I, I just think wherever he goes next year to play football, they're going to get a kid that I think is football. His best football is ahead of him.
4: Oh, without a doubt, and he, he's, a, he's a dynamic playmaker. And you just heard him talk there where uh, you could tell in his voice when coach said, we're going to give you a chance and see what you can do. And he... Uh, when just telling that story, you can tell he kind of took that personally, like, I'm not going to let my family and my brothers down, and he went up and made a play, and um, I, I agree with you. I think whoever recruits this young man and, and gets the opportunity to work with him is going to uh, be very, very happy with where he goes, and, and his future is bright, there's no doubt.
0: You know, there's no doubt. He's going to make his family and, and the whole Martin Luther community very proud of what he does at, uh, at the next level. Our next guest, he had a good win last night. They've had two good wins. Um, they had a hiccup in the middle here, but but I'll tell you what, I always think that, that teams that are really well coached are playing their best, whether it's basketball, football, baseball, at the end of the season. I think Hartford's playing their best football right now, and John Ryder's their head football coach, is kind enough to give us a couple of minutes. Coach, how you doing today?
2: I'm good. How are you guys doing?
0: I I'm doing well and I, you know the AD at Mesquite is doing really well, you know that he's always he's an Irish guy man his his cup is always half full he is a he is a good dude let's talk a little bit about this this year you know it's been really weird for everybody um, John and I know it's been been weird for you guys yeah you start out uh, beating Nicolet and beat Homestead and then lose to Whitefish Bay seven nothing and and if you've been following high school football, you know how good Whitefish Bay is. They won your conference, and that's a really good football team. And then in the middle, you, you lost one to Slinger that I think you wish you could get back, and you lost one to West Bend East that I bet you could get back. But then you finish up and you beat Cedarburg, who's a really good football program. And and then last night you beat West Bend West. Uh, I'm wondering how you're feeling about how this team is playing right now.
2: Yeah, we're pretty... Uh we're pretty happy with the last two weeks. Um, You know, I think every team's been kind of struggling going through uh, this entire season. I mean, we started uh, with a delay and not being able to have contact with our kids for the month of August. And of course the summer was just uh, a mess. It seemed like uh, with not knowing what you're going to be able to do with your kids. But when we finally got together, um, it would seem like a scramble just trying to get, uh, try to install, you know, your typical two a day, offense and defensive schemes in a matter of uh seemed like a few days uh I know it seemed longer than that but it uh it was just kind of a rush it seemed like and uh that on top of losing kids to quarantine and the whole COVID stuff um it was definitely a challenge uh, you know and again every team had to deal with that so uh you know you just kind of figured you just got to roll with it and go and I think the biggest thing we really try to emphasize with our kids every day at practice is we just you got to be thankful that we are still playing football because uh, if it would have happened what happened last spring where they shut everything down, it would have been a disaster, I think, for our high school sports. So I'm really happy that we are to ha- able to have games. I know a lot of people are uh, weren't happy with the playoff scenario, but it's, you know, hey, you get two more chances to play football uh, for us is that kind of, uh, rolled through the season here. Yeah. We had, we lost a few kids here and there. Um, uh, you know, I really thought we had a shot against white dish Bay. We, uh, did a pretty good job of, of trying to limit their, uh, outstanding rush offense. Um, uh, but you know, again, you got to put points on the board if you're going to get that W and uh, we were on, not able to do it that game. uh, and you know, you come off of that. We rebounded. We played West earlier in the year, uh, beat them after the West or uh, the, the Bay game. Slinger in East, we just kind of fell flat. Um, and again, Slinger was, I think, the best the best game they've had against us lately. And they really they really came out on fire um, and uh, played a, played a good football game against us. Um, and we were just kind of uh, on the rebound there with West Bend East. Again, West Bend East is. Got some good players, and they've really been uh, an improvement. Uh, again, over the last 10 years, have really seen some good stuff come from West Bend East. And we just kind of had to find ourselves again. Uh, you know, we went into the Cedarburg game thinking, okay, well, these guys are in first place in the conference right now, and can we do what we can do? And, uh, you know, we were able to put a good game plan together. Uh, again, another team that's got an outstanding offensive rush plan, and we were able to keep them... Uh, at bay, uh, if you will, just uh, make sure we, you know, we able to do that. And uh, pretty happy with how our performance came, but I really think we're playing pretty good football right now.
0: Yeah, I, I do too. And and I can tell you that I I was uh, able to to meet some of those Cedarburg players the week that you were playing them. We had our Pick and Save Student Athlete of the Week, and uh, met with Coach Lear and and some of the players. And and before the players left, I said, guys. All I can tell you is I would not sleep on Hartford. They, they, that's that those guys are going to hit you hard. They they're not happy with where they've you know where they've been the last couple of weeks, and and you better you know strap that chin strap on pretty tight because they're coming at you. And I think they 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 heard me. I think they understood, but I don't know if they really knew what what the Hartford was going to bring to them. And 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 I can tell you that they know now. You know, they know now. Hey, what do you know about Oconomowoc? Have you gotten a chance to, to watch? They they beat up on Watertown pretty good last night, 48 to 6. Have you had a chance to see them? Any tape of them?
2: Yeah, we've, uh, you know, uh, been able to uh, watch O'Connell walk quite a bit already, and they're, uh, last night they had a uh, just uh, really able, they were really able to control the football. Um, they were they capitalized, I think on three turnovers within a matter of five minutes, I think oh. exploded from a seven point lead, to like a three or four touchdown lead in just a matter of really probably less than 15 plays because of some turnovers. Um, yeah, they've got a, they got a fast team. They've got some, uh, pretty dynamic offensive, uh, things going on right now that we got to prepare for. Um, yeah, and I'm pretty excited about the Wisconsin Little Ten rivalry yes. uh, being reunited again. So last time we played them was when uh, Coach McMillan was there in 2016, and we had an overtime game. I think it was a 48-42 uh, win for them and a loss for us. So we're hoping to kind of get that W back from uh, the, the last time uh, when hey. we lost to them. But uh, yeah, we're excited about uh, getting a good game against a
0: good team. Hey, that that none of those McMillan defenses ever could I mean he outscored a lot of people but boy defensively you could run right over those McMillan coach teams couldn't you
2: <laughs> well we had uh we had Quinn Miners who's probably going to be an NFL uh draft uh choice this spring uh playing on offensive line and defensive line so you could do a lot of a lot of good things against anybody with kids like that but no we uh it was always good competition against Walk. um over the decades, really, over the decades, uh, just good stuff. And again, that's what that's what you live for on Friday nights, trying to get good matchups and uh, that enthusiasm that everybody enjoys on Friday.
0: Hey, uh, Ryan, do you remember that uh, that game?
2: Uh, now that you
4: brought it up, I do it. Uh, that was wild. Um, that went right down. I think, uh, if I remember correctly, there was a fourth and. Yeah, there's 4th and 15, 4th and 20 or something like that, and, and Hartford had our back to the wall, and uh, we called one of our basic little timing routes that we repped the heck out of, and our two best players made the play and kept the chains alive and um, really provided a shot in the arm for us, and we, were fi- we found a way to squeak it out, but uh, that was a good one. There was no doubt that was a good one, and, and Coach is right. They're, they're re- reuniting these two communities uh, there'll be some juice in that in that stadium up in Hartford for sure and uh, I don't know if they're letting fans in, but if they are, I'm, I'm pretty sure their community will turn out to see this one and uh, people will be excited.
0: Hey uh, John, what um, tell me about the, the fan situation. Are you guys giving so many tickets per player? Is that how you're doing that?
2: Um, yeah, well the WIA allows uh, the schools to sell four tickets per kid. Um, okay. I don't know if that's part of a conference agreement or if that's statewide. Um, so, we, yeah, we had a pretty good turnout last night. And um, if you're familiar, remember, with the Hartford uh, Stadium there, we're kind of set into a kind of a half of a bowl. So those that aren't able to get tickets, the hill filled up pretty quick last night just for the first round. So I'm sure it's going to be pretty uh, pretty full next week. I can't wait.
0: You know, I, I loved um, standing on the sidelines one time and talking to Dan Brunner about, you know, those days when he said, look, when we started getting it after it, and we started, you know, having some success in Hartford, there was nothing like a Friday night here where the, the, the bowl would, you know, the, the, the Hill would fill up and the stands would fill up and we would walk and you'd hear the, you know, that clack, clack, clack of the, the, uh, the shoes and the, the, the uh, uh, the shoes that the football players were in, as you crossed over, and he said there, there was just something about this community. They love their high school football, and and John, obviously, you guys are doing a great job at Hartford to have the people in Hartford come out and watch you play.
2: Yeah, the uh, the support is just tremendous. Um, you know, we, we get a good turnout, a lot of support in the off season and during the season for our kids, and uh, a lot of people willing to. Uh, give a helping hand, or you know whatever our needs are for our community. So again, in our in our entire athletic program, gets great support too. So we're pretty proud of our where we live. And you know again, you try to uh, you, you got to do it the right way though. I mean, it can't be just about the sports and the winning and losing. You got to really try to make sure you're uh, influencing these kids to be better people in our community. And um, and again, I think we're we're doing we're on the right path with that with the heart for
0: kids. Man, that's awesome. Hey, I really appreciate a couple of your minutes, John. Good luck against Oconomowoc, and like you said, bring back that Wisconsin Little Ten, you know, feel for this thing. Should be a lot of fun for you know not only the people from Oconomowoc, but the people from Hartford, and and that should be a really good competitive game. You guys are playing Thursday night, correct? Uh yes, we are. Okay, that's Thursday night in Hartford, and uh, Hartford against Oconomowoc. Again, if you're a if you're a historian, you like some of this high school football stuff. This is one that, you know, you go back and look at those Wisconsin Little Ten, and you might want to look when you do that when McMillan was at walking and say, hey, did anybody play defense out there? Hey, Ryan, were you the defensive <laughs> coordinator or what?
4: <laughs> no, I uh, I'm, I ran the offense, and we like to have fun. I know uh, Coach Rutters, he ran the defense though, so he uh. He got after us pretty good. He did, did some really nice things, and uh, that was one program when he was on the other sidelines that we had a ton of respect for, and, and, you know, we got lucky the last time against him, but he was always one to adjust and find new wrinkles to slow us down, and it was always a great challenge, and I wish him the best of luck this weekend, and it should be a good one.
0: You got it. Hey, John, thank you very much. Appreciate your time. Have a good weekend.
2: Yeah, you guys too. Thank you.
0: Thanks. Let's get to a break. Our other side of the break. Can't believe I'm bringing Jake Walter on. He, you know, he beat up on my Spartans pretty good last night. But boy, I had him on a Friday night scoreboard show a week ago, and and he said, "Look, we're, you know, we're pretty good. We're really good, in fact." And and Jake did not say that a lot, but he said, "Defensively, man, we're we are really good." And as long as he is coached, he has not coached against Bill Young. And he said, look, I've coached against a lot of them, man, but I have never gone against Billy Young and looking forward to this. So we'll have Jake Walter, head football coach at Whitefish Bay, on the other side of the break. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show is always presented by our friends at your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, and my co-host, the Athletic Director at Muskego, Ryan McMillan. Man, it was good to talk to John Rudders and to talk to Little Wisconsin Little 10 Conference. Those were were good days, Ryan.
4: Oh, 100%. And John Rudders is a super classy guy, and I know down in Muskego, I, I'm fortunate to work for principal Todd Irvine and, and even Todd Irvine from his track days with uh, coach John Redders has wonderful things to say about him and how classy he was in that arena too so it's not just football it's just kind of how he lives his life and
0: he's a really good guy he's a really good guy and talking with uh, with Dan Brunner and Dan has just so much love and respect for John and and uh, he he does a great job well the winner of that North Shore Conference, and we had talked a little bit about Whitefish Bay. Uh, they won the conference, and then they bought, and they beat Martin Luther 34-7. to seven. They put 21 up on him in the third quarter. And i got to be honest, I wasn't sure I wanted Jake Walter on my show today after doing that to my Spartans. But, man, <laughs> hey, Jake, you told me last week, you said, look, our defense is something special. And uh, you gave up a touchdown in the third quarter. That was the first score in about... I think 12 or 13 quarters, your defense first score you guys have given up in a while. Um, pretty proud of the way your team played last night.
1: Yeah, we, uh, we're definitely uh, excited the way uh, we played last night. Um, again, we've, we've talked to you about it in the past, and you hit it on the head. Our defense is pretty special. I mean, Martin Luther's offense is averaging 40 points a game and throwing the ball all over the place. They have three really good receivers, um, but we have – our our defensive staff had a great game plan. We mixed up some coverages on them, um, and just we, we limited them. We knew we were going to be able to stuff them up front with our our, our front five and our front seven to uh, take away their run game, and then limit them to just trying to pass. And uh, we got a lot of pressure on Hopper, who's who's one of the best quarterbacks we've seen this year. Um, but we were we were in his face all night and uh, hitting the quarterback as much as we could. So yeah, it was a it was definitely a, a great. Uh, team win, and then uh, offensively, um, I think we put up almost 400 yards rushing um, on them. And uh, we just we we thought going into the game that we could control the control the line of scrimmage, uh, both offensively and defensively. And uh, we definitely did that last night.
0: Hey, have uh, have you had a chance to take a look? I'm sure because you coaches don't wait much time that you've had a chance to to look a little bit at Catholic Memorial. They beat Elkhorn last night, 42 to seven. And though if you, you know, you look at at their schedule and you look at where they are right now, might not be what you think. You know, Catholic Memorial is a young team right now, and and they're getting better as the year goes on. But that Catholic Memorial that is just drilling teams, you know, each week, that's not what the kind of year that they've had. But they are certainly really well coached and extremely talented. Have you had a chance to see any part of uh, uh, their game last night against Elkhorn?
1: Yeah, I've, I've gotten through the first half so far. Um, yeah, definitely a very well coached team and uh, the thing the, the scary thing is is when you have a, you're considered a young team, when you get to the playoffs, you're not young anymore uh, right. You had that extra year and they you know they have that experience now of the regular season. so um, they have a lot of really good football players over there and um, they don't miss a thing. I mean they do a lot of little things, every little thing correct. Um, and that's obviously a testament to their coaching staff. Um, special teams is going to be huge. They had a huge, they had a punt return, a punt block. Um, they do a lot of really good things on that end. Uh, that we have to make sure that we um, we don't give up a, a cheap
0: one on, on a, a special teams play. Hey Jake, um, and this is really going to be a hard uh, question for you to answer. But if if I were to say to you, hey, look, throw out um, throw out divisions and 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 size of schools and stuff like that. Where where do you think Whitefish Bay stands? Because last last week you said, hey, look, if Franklin is out and you, and they need somebody to transfer over into that bracket, call me. We'll play in that bracket. You know, and I didn't know if you were serious or half kidding about it. But knowing you, you don't kid about stuff like that. Yeah, you, you feel like Whitefish Bay is is that good right now?
1: Yeah. Um, we we've always had the model since. Coach Tejin was uh, running the show here. It's anyone, anywhere, anytime, and uh, um, we, we we would love to take our chances at anybody. And obviously, CMH is at the top of the heap. of uh, Doesn't matter, like you said, of uh, division, enrollment size, all that kind of stuff. So um, whoever we got, we're happy with. We would take a shot. Yeah, we would love to be able, to, you know, see what we could do against Falls or Muskego. Just to, you know, see where our kids line up. Uh, we're kind of right in that middle where we're we're not the biggest school, but we're not one of the smaller ones. So we're right. You know, sometimes teams, you know, people forget us as the uh, one of the better area teams. And uh, I would I wouldn't do that.
0: <laughs> no, so I I, I, I wouldn't either. And I'll tell you what, if if I could, and and I was like the Don King of high school sports, I would take the winner of this game. Against the winner of uh, the Falls Mosquito game and see if I couldn't get one more game somehow and I'd promote it and I'd make the, I'd make a lot of money because people would want to see that that game for sure. Hey Ryan, when when you're talking about Whitefish Bay football and and look every year they're in the conversation, right? I mean they are a team that I think Jake is right. There are t- there are people I don't think we've done that here on this uh, radio station, but there are people that kind of forget about how good of a football program Coach TJ put together in Whitefish Bay and, and Jake Walter has just carried it on and, and, and done extremely well. But I think there are times that, that there are people that forget about him over there in the North Shore.
4: Yeah, I don't, I mean, I I definitely don't forget about them. They've been good through and through. And I, I think my brothers uh, coming through Key played against uh, – Whitefish Bay a few times at Wisconsin Lutheran College, and uh, Whitefish Bay has is, is been good for a long time, and they, they got a lot of respect out there, and, and I think it's just, they're a little bit smaller, and they, you know, a little bit quieter, and they got the big school of, uh, you know, Homestead to the north and whatnot, but, you know, if you're the Don King of high school football, which, by the <laughs> way, I could see you sporting that hairdo, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You should maybe see me every morning. That's what
0: <laughs> I look like every single morning when I roll out of bed.
4: There you go. Maybe we could. Uh, maybe we could set something up that uh, following uh, Tuesday or Wednesday before Thanksgiving. But uh, hey, Coach, what what day are you guys playing your game? Are you guys doing Thursday? Because I've heard some rumors of. Uh, some schools around the area trying to do the Friday thing. Uh, I know we're doing Thursday night. Are you guys playing Thursday? Or have you guys set that no, yet? No, I
1: think we're we're trying to. It's not a, a official yet, but I think we're going to try to do Friday. Um, I think uh, they are going. They wanted to do Friday. And we're we're okay with Friday. So um, I just we just got to make sure it gets through to the WIA that it's official. Um, that'll be Friday night.
0: And do you know gotcha. where that would be?
1: Uh, I believe Waukesha
0: South. is the first okay. that they got this week. Man, you know what? That uh, that that would be great because then guys like me, because we we won't have a scoreboard show this week. That Friday night show is last night was the last night. So th- that would give guys like me a chance to go see one game on Thursday night and go see your game on Friday, which would be perfect. Yeah, I, I, hopefully McMillan will let me in over at Muskego. I don't I don't know. I'm sure that the Waukesha South guys will let me in, but I don't know if I can get in at Muskego. I better be nicer about the old O'Connor walk defenses that McMillan didn't have anything to do with, I guess. Hey,
4: we don't, don't worry about the defense. It doesn't hurt <laughs> anyone's feelings. We, we, we like to play, score some points, and win. It's okay.
0: Hey, you know what? It's it kind of like that arena football, Jake. He just wanted to outscore you. He'd, he'd yep. give up 30 if he could score 31, and and rightfully so. That brought a lot of people. I'll tell you this: that new stadium in Oconomowoc was built because of the Wisconsin Lutheran Oconomowoc game that was, you know, just got done last week. I think, didn't it, Ryan? <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> they sold every Gatorade, every candy bar, every hot dog, you know, in in a two county region for that game, and it was. Uh, people still talk a lot about it. Hey Jake, when when this season is over and it'll be you know Friday night win or lose, there's some seniors on this team that you're really gonna miss.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, we go up and down. Some unsung heroes. Everyone knows about. Or I hope they know about Joe Brunner. They if do. Anyone wants to film? Watch last night's game of the 54 uh, rushes we had. I'd say 52 plays. He had a guy on his back, and uh, he just has a nasty streak. He's uh, I'd, I'd be shocked if there's a better football player in the state of Wisconsin than Joe Brunner. Um, he's just dominating every single snap, but you got guys, our offensive line played huge last night, and we have uh, another junior on the line, but the three seniors and our tight end is a senior, Heath Oberg, Joe Bakken, Nick Layu, and Nick Callahan just uh, play tremendous. They sometimes get overlooked because you have a, a superstar like Joe Brunner, but um, yeah, uh, they they play fantastic, and then on the defensive side, we have um, nine of our starters. Our our eight of our starters are are seniors, and they just they just play so hard and play so well together. Um, go overboard a lot. He never leaves the field. Pullback at almost 200 yards rushing, and then another eight or nine tackles last night. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's been it's it'll definitely be a tough one uh, Friday. when or lose, to see these guys uh, be done with their high school season, especially only getting seven games when. Um, you know, regular season, usually get nine and then a run in the playoffs. So, but um, they've they've loved every uh, every minute they've had. We've, we've gone really, it's not even week to week anymore. It's, it's day to day, uh, whether you're going to be able to play or not. So, um, they just enjoy every moment they get. And uh, it's been a fantastic group, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, they will, uh, th- this group is a group I think that people will, Will remember over at Bay, and I think it's important that we had this conversation, and the three of us have had it in the past. That look, it's it's as a coach, you like to have a group of of, uh, of kids that win, and if they really like each other and hang out together, you don't get those a lot. You know, sometimes if you you have a losing season, but the kids really like each other, it's not as painful. And if you have a, you know, a great season where you win all the time, but the kids can't stand each other, it's not nearly as fun or sweet as it is when you have a group of guys that like hanging out. And I know from a couple of stories that I've heard about um, that this is a group, especially that senior group, that's very, very inclusive and gets everybody involved. And, and boy, it's, it's fun to be a part of a team like that, Jake.
1: Yeah, it really is. Um, It, it limits, you know, some of the things you have to do outside of, um, outside of the practice field. And this year we didn't have as many things to do um, because we wanted to limit the, the exposure with everyone, but um, they just take it on their own and, you know, do things together, um, <clears throat> whether it's, uh, you know, Thursday night dinners or those types of things. But, again, um, we're not, as coaching staff, we're not, we don't have to coach that up when that group is so tight and so special so it's, it's, it's really nice and we can focus more on the X's and O's and uh, all those kinds of things so yeah it's a, it's been a fun run that's for sure
0: Man, Hey Jake thank you very much for your time and uh, I look forward to I'll, I'll make sure you guys are playing Friday night and if you are I'm going to try to get out to us South to watch you guys and it'll be fun for the first time ever coaching against uh, legendary coach Bill Young
1: Yeah well <laughs> definitely
0: Man, no yeah. doubt. So. He he is Jake Walter, Whitefish Bay head coach. We're going to get to a break. other side of the break, we'll go to Jake Davis. We've done this in the past for some reason. When I get Jake Walter, I get Jake Davis right after him. Jake Davis, head football coach at Germantown. And then at 11 o'clock, we're going to do two segments talking Germantown High School because Tatum Catalano is our current electric superhero of the week. And you're going to want to stick around and listen to her. She's pretty impressive. Uh, We'll talk to both Jake Davis and then, uh, again, our Tatum Catalano, who's our Superhero of the Week from Germantown. Those are our two next guests on the other side. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by our local Pick and Save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local Pick and Save stores on 1250 AM The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. My co-host is Ryan McMillan, the AD at Muskego. And hey, Ryan, uh, earlier in the show, you were giving props to Jake Davis and everybody at Germantown. I think that's pretty cool. You guys played a JV game this week?
4: Yeah, it was. uh, We were searching and they were kind of searching too and uh, I think they probably had a few uh, local opponents up on the North Shore kind of back out on them. And, um, coach Krause and Coach Davis connected and then uh, I connected with Sarah uh, Unerdle or AD up there and we were able to make it work on short notice and it worked out really, really well. And uh, Kids had fun, played a game. It was a great culminating event to end the lower level seasons.
0: Boy, that's awesome. We're now joined head football coach at Germantown and Look, he is a uh, he is a football guy, and and when you talk to him, you you know his background and his history. He's been around the game a long time, and he's got to feel pretty good about where this Germantown team is, and and the year that they've had. They beat Hortonville last night, 35-21, lost to a really good Kokana team the week before, 35-28, and made that a heck of a game. Shut out Catholic Memorial, beat Brook Central, beat Brook East. Jake, have you ever beaten both Brookfield teams in the same season like that?
5: No, actually, we haven't. It's actually the first time we beat Brookie since we've been in the greater metro, so um, that was that was a good deal for us.
0: That was a great deal. Hey, congratulations on, on a really good year. Um, Hortonville is a pretty good football team. You guys beat them 35-21. You guys played pretty well last night.
5: Yeah, we did. We uh, the, the boys really stepped up and, and did a nice job. Uh, we've really, I think, grown over the year and, and are hitting our stride at the right time. But you know, Hortonville's a very good team, and, and it was it was a nice win for
0: us. Hey Ryan, I've said this in the past, and I'll continue to say it. I don't care what sport you're 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 coaching or watching, the teams that are playing the best down the stretch are the teams that are really well coached. I believe that. You know, they they. You know these kids are buying in throughout the, the the whole year, and they're and they're they're peaking right at the right spot. And I look at Germantown this year, and I think that that's what's going on out there.
4: Yeah, hundred percent. As they keep working through the season, you know the great coaches continue to um, figure out what are their strengths, who are their kids that they can highlight and play to their personnel, specifically in high school, because you don't get to choose your kids and. And the great ones, you know, you might have a stumble or two early on in the season, but as you keep going, like Germantown is, they find a way to highlight their strengths and really play to those strengths and, and set kids up for success. And, and Coach Davis and his crew are doing that right now.
0: Hey, Jake, how long have you been the head football coach at Germantown?
5: Uh, this will be finishing up my 10th year. So
0: Unbelievable.
5: That's, uh, yeah, it's crazy. I was just thinking about that coming on here. It's been 10 years doing this, and I just finished my – 101 games. I think this was last night. So it's wow. been going pretty quick here.
0: Hey, how different are you as the head football coach at Germantown now than you were 10 years ago? Do you think?
5: Uh, just like anything, you learn and grow through everything you go through, and, and uh, that's definitely something I've done over my career. And, and you just you just continue to gain all the experience through every day you you, you know you get you get to have in this career, and it's been just that journey, and quite a bit different, I would say. You think you, you think you know a lot as a young guy coming into it, and then you realize now, looking back, that you knew nothing. So um, it's it's definitely a different deal now.
0: You know, Rob Stoltz uh, from Greendale had that line on on one of my shows. He said, "Look, I I was uh, I was that young, brash. You know, I'm a college football player. I know everything there is to know." And he goes, "And and now I realize even at my age, and as long as I've been coaching, I'm learning something new every day." And uh, I think that's that's funny because I as a young coach, you always think, OK, I'm the guy and, and I know exactly how we're going to do this. And then as you go through it, you realize that you're not the guy you don't there's not you don't know everything. And and certainly the people at Germantown, that program has has gained a lot of success. You guys are playing really well. What do you know about Cedarburg? And have you had a chance to watch uh, watch their game?
5: Yeah, I have mean, seen a little bit, and you know, and and uh, Coach Lear and I have, have stayed in touch, you know, since I left the North Shore. He's, he's been a friend of mine in the coaching world for a long time, and you know, there's a lot of mutual respect between the two of us. So, um, you know, it's going to be exciting when it kind of rekindles an old rivalry there, and it's going to be a a great game for us.
0: Boy, he, um, I I, I had a chance to, to spend about an hour in the Pickensaving and and Grafton just talking to Brian, um, last week, and and, you know, he. They're, that program and his team, is. there's some really good football players that love to play the game, and this will be a fun game. It's at Germantown. Are you guys playing Thursday night?
5: Uh, yeah, we're still kind of working that out. out. Um, that's the default day, I think, right now, but we've got to discuss it. I haven't talked to him yet about that, so we're going to work that out. But we'll figure it out, and it's going to be at Germantown for sure, and we'll go from there.
0: What's your preference, Jake? Do you care if you play Thursday or Friday? Would you prefer to play Friday?
5: Um, I like playing on Friday nights, personally, but we'll, we'll talk about that and, you know, I, I'll, I'll play when we,
0: when we play. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt. Hey, last question. You got some seniors on this team that, man, you're going to miss after, after whenever you play Cedarburg and that their careers over at Germantown, there's some senior leadership guys that you're going to really miss from this, uh, this program.
5: Yeah, that was, uh, you know, one of the biggest things going on this in, in March is, is we, uh, you know two weeks after everything kind of hit we we got together from our leadership program and we we, we met weekly and with these guys and I you know the whole time I'm thinking man the biggest tragedy to lose in this season would be to, to just lose these guys not even the football aspect of it just not to get to spend more time with these guys and and to get these you know eight games so far has just been a blessing and I, I'm, I'm just pleased to have that and watch these guys and what they do and I I think the last night, even just on the bus ride home from Hortonville, we had the, kind of the, the senior bus was there, and I, I let them have that experience together. And, and you know, some they're, they're playing this shared video game on their phones together, just having a great time, and they start playing this. After that, they play this word recognition game, just just being kids and getting this experience together, just seeing how tight and connected they are. And, and thinking that back, could have not been without all this, and it's just awesome, just what great kids they are. And then the leadership access they bring to the game, I mean, what a great group of kids, and just so happy they got this.
0: Boy, I am too. And I know that they are. And, and, you know, as coaches, we know that when we see these kids and they get together five years from now, they might not talk about the win against Hortonville, but they're going to talk about the bus ride home right. from Hortonville. And that's the kind of stuff that always amazes me. And, and I just love that. That's what I love about high school athletics. Hey, Jake, our next guest, we do this current electric superhero of the week. And that's why this worked out really well that you were available. Right before Tatum Catalana, we're going to get to a break, but she's a Germantown High School senior, just under a 4.0, and, and man, she has got a lot for us to talk about. She is very uh, – she's impressive, and that senior class at Germantown is as well, and and uh, she's going to be a really good guest as our current electric superhero of the week. Are you familiar with her?
5: Yeah, she's an awesome kid. She does so much for the Germantown school community, and, um, you know, can't even mention it all she does so much, so you're going to have a good time talking to her.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt, and she is a Division One volleyball player going to UWM, and and we will uh, continue G-Town. We should just start our own radio station or something. It's a Germantown radio station. I'm all we will ta- There you go. We'll talk to Tatum Catalano on the other side. Good luck on, on Thursday or Friday whenever you guys play, Jake. All
5: right, thank you very much. Appreciate
0: it. Yeah, you bet. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan.
3: <sighs> spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too.